Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today, I'm here with Bill Hasse, who focuses on financial literacy by working with individuals, couples, and business owners, young and old. He also has a very big idea to share. In this episode, Bill and I discuss how to build a team that will bring your big idea to life. Conversations include how to align everyone's vision so nobody gets steamrolled in the process, how to find the right people to join your team, how to create a strong foundation before launching your big idea to the world, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for making the time to be here today, Bill. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. Always a great time. And I'd love to jump right in. When we were talking about big ideas, one of our previous conversations, I'd like you to just share why are big ideas important? You've had certain amounts of success in life where you could just say, I've hit this level, I'm good. Why are they so important to chase? What's the story there? You know, it's a great question because it's, uh, you know, we're in America, right? Go big. We, we, we like to, to, to think big, but uh, for me personally, it's just um, you, you take one small idea and say, okay, uh, I automatically start thinking, okay, how big can this go? Where's the market? Um, like I said, I was being asked to mentor in an entrepreneur program at a local high school, and they asked me about a financial literacy program that, boy, if I'm going to build it for one, why not build it for all the high schools in the country? <laughs> why not <laughs> well I, you know i if, if you're going to put all the effort into one yeah. then uh, why not get it get it all because it's really it's such an important um subject uh, to get out there and to help and you have to every generation needs this help but mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere and giving those life uh lessons that are going to be used for the rest of their lives so we'll start with high school and then we'll work work our way into other markets how do you get focused if you want to start somewhere? What did you do right before this deal came about? Because there's a, I know with your radio show, which we'll talk about, you meet a lot of people, you hear a lot of ideas. How do you find the right one? Because there's so many floating around that you could jump and t- you could do yourself or become a part of. How do you pick the right one? Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with what kind of who you are, uh, what kind of person you are, what, what are your interests and things of that nature. We don't like to do anything that we don't like to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, so so we're not going to do those things. But finance has been a part of my life. Uh, you know, over 35 years I've been in the financial world. And uh, are there smarter people than me in the world? Yes. Are, are, are there people that probably could do a better job than me? Quite possibly. Is anybody else out there trying to do it? No. Wow. There, there's a lot of folks out there trying to individually at schools uh, or in systems that are trying to put things together. There's even some big names out there that have tried to put some things together, but but the, there's no cohesive, no cohesiveness, no unity, uh, no national type of program. So why not make it one big program for everybody to learn from so it's equal? Well, now that it's getting started, and I think people will be thinking about this also, we had mentioned you don't put the roof on the house first, you gotta build the foundation. So you gotta right. do it the right way. If someone's listening thinking, okay, you got me. I need a foundation. Where do you start with building a foundation? Well, you really have to get the, those basics down. Um, uh, you know, on my show, I have guests on there, uh, and we have a gentleman by the name of Joe Rojas, who has the five steps of building a solid foundation. Um, and outstanding. And I would look that up. Uh, and uh, because it, 
you really can't build anything else so you have a good foundation. Meaning you have to you, you have to have people in place, the right people in place, right? You got to have your your product or your service uh, prepared. You got to have the market. You know where are you going to market this to? Who are you going to sell it to? Right? And you need to to have all these P's and Q's in place before you uh, go out into the real world because the real world will slap you hard if you aren't ready. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no forgiveness. No forgiveness for trying to do it too quick. No forgiveness for trying to do too quick, cut corners, um, not be properly prepared. Most folks starting a new company don't really know all that they're getting into, all the different hats that you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. You know, finance, IT, you know, working with other people, hiring the right people. How much you're going to pay them? How are you going to get things set up? Where do you have an office? What's your product? You're going to sell it to. How are you going to sell it to them? You know, do you want to sell through the internet? Do you want to sell in a brick and mortar store? Um, you know, there's a variety of different ways to do things. Well, how do you go about building that team? Because that's personality types and egos and everything that could get in the way. How do you do that? You know, it's very important because I, I once people know that you're building something, uh, they want to and they they believe in it. They want to be a part of it. So they'll come out of the woodworks and try and tell you how you they think you should be doing what you're doing. Um, and you know, please, you know, take it with uh, uh, with grace because they, they mean well. But uh, you probably already have your own vision of what you're trying to do, what you want to do, and stick with that. But you'll resonate with some folks, and some folks will have a niche, something that you know you're going to need. Uh, in my example, um, I have the financial side, and I understand that side. But the market side, it, it, it's, this is part of what we call e-learning. That's a side I don't know. I happen to get introduced to somebody who's been involved in that world for about eight years now and very successfully. Lo and behold, she's become my partner. And between the two of us, we are going to be able to put our product and our service together. And we're going to, we know what platform we're going to use and put it out on. We know what market we're going after and we know how to go after that market. So um, we're very fortunate. Now, do we need other people? Yes. Do we need people to help us get the grant to get us started? Yes. Do we need uh, to make sure we need to start thinking about banking relationships? We need to start thinking about IT relationships, um, building the system and 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 then cybersecurity and and mm. uh, you know, commercial real estate and and uh, you know international sales um, experience because we will be international. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of components and a lot of hats, and a lot of things to think about, but, um, and you can, you can set time each day to work on each of these areas uh, to, to make sure that everything's coming together so that when you do acquire those funds and you're ready to start rocking and rolling, uh, everything's in place. And it just, because you can't do anything unless you have the money to pay folks to get things done. That usually helps just it, a little it, bit. It, it's, a, you know, you can try on a shoestring. It's just a hard way of going about things. Um, and I've done it. And, 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 and many, many people have. Many people have started with no money at all and built a big business. Uh, it's possible. But uh, I don't recommend it because it's highly stressful. It takes a lot longer to do on your own. And uh, if you bring on the right people, the uh, most important thing is let them do what they do best. Mm, don't, yes. don't micro don't micromanage don't look over their shoulders let them go 
You just want to make sure that the people you bring on, you're all on the same page. You all have the right focus. You all know what the, the mission statement is, you know, for the company, why you're here, why you're doing what you're doing. So how do you mention vision and the right people in the right places? How do you align vision? So it's not the founder steamrolling the other people and telling them what to do. And at the same time, the founder is not going to be steamrolled by the other people and let go of his or her vision. How do you balance that out and make it happen? You know, that's a great question. And uh, uh, because you do have to find that balance because there will you you have to make sure that you are not steamrolling people. Um, you'll know because people won't respond to you as well anymore. Uh, and they may even actually start to leave you. Um, and, and then watching other people steamroll over you. Well, again, you have that vision. You have, as, as the, the leader of the, of the operation, um, you have to control that. You, you have to make sure you know, that you are focused with the path you know you want to take mm -hmm. and stay on that path. Just stay on that path. There'll be all kinds of people that will try and knock you off that path. But uh, stay focused. Stay on it. Don't worry about it. Do what you think is best because you're the one that came up with the idea. And, and you know what? Stay with it on, on your own. Sink or swim. But do it your way. Because everybody else is going to tell you a, a, a different way to do it. That would be stressful. Um, it is. I, I A few years ago, I finally stopped. Uh, you know, I do financial advising and stuff and have over the years. And I finally, a few years ago, I said, you know what, I'm done listening to everybody tell me here, try this, try that, do this, do that, say this, say that. Oh, we don't do that anymore. We don't say this anymore. And I finally just said, stop. I'm just going to go out and do it my way. What I think is the best way. And I'm going to sink or swim. Wow. You know, and it, it's, it's, I, it was such a relief off of my shoulders of all the stress of trying every week, trying something new, try something new until you, you don't even know what you do anymore. And it, it, so I just said, stop it. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to just do it my way. If you don't like it, okay, I'm gone. I heard a phrase, but this apply, find the people that love to do what you hate to do. You know, that's, that, that's right along the lines of finding people uh, that do the things that you're weak at. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I agree with that. I, I don't, I do not agree with um, spending time trying to strengthen your weaknesses. I think eventually what happens is, is you weaken your strengths. So stick with your strengths, bring people on that, that can do the things you're weak at and do it well and let them do it. How much control do you have as far as maybe checking in with, when you say let them do it, I'm assuming you don't mean just let them go wild. Is it weekly check-in points or just, hey, yeah, you typically. Loops? A good practice would be to have your leadership uh, have a weekly meeting and and basically you, maybe you say uh, each person, let's say you have five on your leadership team, each person is required to, on a weekly basis, come up with three or four or five things that they're going to do, All right? And then throughout that week, they go and get those things done. We report back and then we set up new goals for the next week. Imagine with five people doing five things. That's 25 steps you've taken towards success each oh, and every week. I like that. And so as the leader, what my goal is to do is, is I'm, I'm kind of like you are on the radio show, right? You're, you're, you know, we just sit here and guide and, and uh, we let the other people do what they do best. Now, if they run into trouble, they know they can come to me as a leader and say, um, you know, I'm having a problem. 
or I have an issue. And I might not have the answer, but I might, I probably know who does. I might say, hey, go over here to Tom. Tom's really good at that stuff. You know, or maybe I do have the answer. Hmm. Or maybe I say, I'll get back to you with that answer. But that that it's it's as a leader, you're there to help guide folks and and, and keep them on track. I like that. I, I, keep the team cohesive. And keep the team cohesive, keep them focused. You need a good mission statement, and everybody needs to know what that mission statement is. Everybody you bring into your business should know what that is, because that's what you're working towards. And it can be simple. Like? You know, so my mission statement with, with our company, I have it with my radio show and with this new business. Um, it's uh, We provide knowledge, because knowledge gives people options. Options gives you freedom. So ultimately, what we're trying to do is provide freedom to people to make good choices by giving them the knowledge so they can make good choices. So in financial world, a lot, there's so many people that don't know anything about money. Even people who are in the world of money don't know about money. Mm. People who are in in the corporate world that are in the finance department, that doesn't mean they know anything about personal literacy, financial literacy. Mm, I can see that. You know, look at any doctor. They don't, they make a lot of money and they don't have a clue what to do with it. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of folks like that. I, I, I've met uh, a gentleman uh, who had an MBA from Notre Dame in finance. He said, you know what his biggest problem was? It was a year outside of school. He went to buy his first place and he had no clues what to do. He had no basic financial literacy schools, skills. And that's, that's why it's, um, so important for me to bring this uh, to fruition, to bring this out in the market, to get this out, to help people understand the basic stuff. So that, again, so you can make, you know, the, give them the knowledge. Now, this includes things like negotiating skills, decision-making skills, communication skills, leadership skills. These are all included in these programs. It will be. Uh, and there's a reason for that, because again, more knowledge gives you more options, which gives you freedom. This could seem like such a Herculean task. What the heck have you done in your past that's prepared you for this? Because you're obviously prepared and you've got a game plan. What did, what did you do in the past that you said, oh, I can tap into that, I can tap into that? Uh, I, you know, maybe just because I'm old and I'm fearless now. Um, I, you <laughs> know, I, spent, I spent 20 years in the trading pits in, in Chicago. And uh, if, and I call myself a survivor. I was not I, I was not the multi million dollar trader or anything like that. Um, but you learn a lot. You get tough um, when you're on your own. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, so I learned a lot through that. Um, I I was a broker. I worked with a lot of international banks and traders. Um, so I learned a lot about economics. And uh, uh, then I went on to, into Main Street and. Uh, did financial advising and, and I still do some of that and uh, I've worked with a lot of people on the street and I one thing I learned about that was I know people I, I always say spouses don't talk about uh, money typically they don't hence they don't talk to their children about it and so we have this perpetual rotation of nobody understanding money simple things how to buy your first car your first home maybe you get out of college which 401k choices do I make which insurance health insurance do I choose? And who's this FICO guy taking all my money out of my paycheck? You know, what bank accounts to open? What bank should you go to? What type of bank? 
Um, simple stuff. Um, doesn't have to be too deep or too complicated, but uh, credit cards, dealing with credit cards, debit cards. I've talked to high school kids that I say, how do you know how much you have in your bank account? And I had one girl tell me, she goes, oh, I get an email that tells me I got charged $38 for an overdraft fee. Yeah. And then she knows she has no money in her account. I, I, another kid says, I, I put my card in an ATM machine and it tells me how much I have. I, that's not a good lesson. That's not a good way to keep track of, you know, but then I have people telling me, you know, well, you know, one of the basics you have to teach everybody is how to balance a checkbook. And I kind of chuckle because again, this is why I say, be careful listening to other people because we don't balance checkbooks per se anymore. Um, kids don't, everything's electronic, but I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to say, keep track of your money. And that's very, very important. Cause as I told you, as much as I understand this world, I got hacked yes, yesterday, uh, two days ago. Uh, uh, my uh, my debit card was being used in Arizona, and I live in Chicago, or Arkansas was being used. So it could happen to anybody, but you need to, you know, but if you're not paying attention uh, to your account, or you don't have alerts set up, or you're not with the right bank, or you don't have the right account, uh, you may not know that's happening. So that's the foundation of the financial side of things. If I'm off basis, let me know here, but I'd imagine I'm, I'm really big on interview content. For the love of God, talk to people smarter than you and learn from their mistakes and successes. Do you think your radio show has helped prepare you for this adventure? Oh, tremendously, tremendously. I've been very blessed to, to have so many amazing people on my show that have, um, and you know, my show has switched in January to focusing on how to start from concept of a business all the way hiring your 500th employee. So I'm learning from people who work with business owners at all different levels and how they, uh, how these owners come to them with all their problems, issues, concerns, and what they do to provide those solutions. So I get to sit in on, you know, I'm like the little fly on a wall. I get to see, see it all and hear it all. And it's great. It's, it's helped me tremendously. I would imagine the podcasters think a lot, a lot of the same thing. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny because my uh, 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 the guy, that producer behind the scenes there, he's like, every week, he's like, oh, my God, I took so many notes again this week. And I'm like, great, copy those for me, will you please, because I can't do that. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, but that's, it's a very con that's a consistent statement from him every week. I've taken so many notes. Um, and some of the listeners that have come back to me and, and inform me, they're like, you know, they love it because they're learning so much. And a lot of them are small and medium-sized business people that are trying to build a business and just trying to help them learn how to do it. So in closing, if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, you know what, it's been in the back of my brain for a little bit here. I want to bring this big idea to the front, but what everyone's going to say, I'm busy. Okay, fine. You're busy. I get it. If you're going to say, if you not, have nothing else to get the ball rolling, do this one thing, what would you tell them to do? You know, if you really believe it's your calling to do it, do it. Uh, this is the last thing I needed to do. I had many things going on in my personal life. My radio show has been going crazy, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. We're moving on in, in the higher and higher grounds. Um, it was really the last thing I needed, but but quite honestly, it, it's like a calling to me and I can't put it down. I can't stop from doing it. 
but surround yourself with good people, get rid of the bad people. Mm, definitely. A absolutely. Yeah, the bad folks are, are like a cancer. They'll take you down. And there's plenty of folks that want to take you down. I mean, how many people like Elon Musk? Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a you whole know? other episode. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, the, the bigger you are, the, 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 the more people want to take you down. And uh, just don't let them. And, and there's ways to learn. I have personal coaching that goes on that teaches me how to get to higher levels and how to, how to um, you know, uh, how to appreciate it, how to understand it and how to not let it get in my way. Because we all allow things to get in our way. We all have our little demons inside our heads. And uh, we need to learn how to get past them. And, and again, you've got to reach out to folks to, to learn how to do that. Sage advice, sir. If people are listening, they want to find you. What's the best way to find you online? Online, I'd go to LinkedIn and look up Bill Hasse. Uh, you can find me there. Um, That's H-A-S-S-E, correct? No, it's H-A-A-S-E. -A -A. Yes. Two A's, yeah. But that's a pretty common mistake that a lot of folks make. Uh, but yeah, look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also look me up on YouTube. And uh, I've got 40 or 50 shows on YouTube right now. And, uh, and then we'll see what happens going forward. Excellent. Thanks again for the time, Bill. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.